0: Hello, and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk Podcast. I'm Carrie,
1: and I'm Tanya. We are both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee, and this is episode 46.
0: Today we are talking about planning for the first few weeks of school. We'll also share some highs and lows from our teaching week, a work smarter, not harder teacher tip.
1: And in our CODA section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. It's time for our highs and lows from the teaching week, and we had a teaching week. We did. Well, it was half of a week.
0: Half of a week. We Uh had three days. We had three days of
1: teaching, and that's enough. Yeah, for the first
0: week. I don't know how some districts that start like school on a Monday. I don't know. I cannot even imagine. No, three days was perfect, and especially because we're on a three-day rotation, so I got to see like. The whole school within those three days. I got to see start...
1: two whole schools in well, three yeah, days, but we'll talk more. a new more.
0: situation.
1: Yes. All right. Okay. So tell us, oh. what, do you have a higher or low, Carrie? You
0: know, my. Mine is high. Um, I'm just in general feeling really good about my school year. All this right. might sound very Pollyanna, and I'm just gonna go for it. But we have a new principal, and so far so good. I feel very supported, and just in general, he's just he is very focused on um, routines and procedures, and that's that's me. What what and was the
1: phrase that you said? He
0: relentless was... predictability. I love that. I. Love Say it. it again. Relentless predictability. <laughs> I, I mean I like that's in a every... a good thing to aim for. Yeah, and like every like page of notes that I took from like our back to school meetings, mm-hmm. you will see me writing that and like smiley facing next to it every time because that's just, you know, when you work in a Title I school, that's very what challenging they need. Population, population, I can't talk, we need some relentless predictability and it's already feeling good in our school as far as that goes. I, I mean that's something I always strive for in my classroom but now I feel like when I walk out of my classroom it's like that in the hallways it's like that everywhere and it's feeling really good um and then just in general i also just want to say shout out to my sixth graders this year because i think if you've heard me talk about sixth grade in the past i have been terrified Last year, especially, we had a very challenging group of sixth graders. Terrified? And I've not
1: heard you use that well, particular word. I mean,
0: because maybe I was faking it. But <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Right. I mean, not terrified. That sounds like I had no control. Just, um, I, I struggled. I have struggled with sixth grade since I started at this school, but this is year four of me having sixth grade. So you grew them yourself. I grew them myself. I've had these kids now since third grade, and wow, what a difference it makes. Yay. And, um... Mm-hmm. We just have smaller class sizes, which, you know, makes a huge difference, too, and I just had the most delightful first week of lessons with my sixth graders, and they're all in, and I'm also, right now, helping out with recess duty while sixth grade's on recess duty, and that's fun, because they're, like, talking to me, and it's just very positive, and I'm just feeling really good about that. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about you, Tanya? (laughs) Tanya has such a different teaching situation than me this year. I mean, just as far as... I do. Your, yeah, so you tell you talk Okay,
1: well, um, this year I am teaching at two schools. Uh, our enrollment at the school that I've been at for 21? Yes, wow. 21 years. This is my 21st year at my my home school. Wow. And our population has... Uh, or just our enrollment, excuse me, has has dropped, has gone down because of, like, lots of different things, you know. It doesn't matter. That's how it is. Yep. So I am now paired at more than one school. The other school, my second school, that me and my husband, Craig, and our PE teacher are at, is a school in the mountains
0: like literally like literally <laughs> and
1: and that's it's lovely it's it's I a bet beautiful it's a drive. drive it's a long sometime, drive sometime
0: if you can do it safely you should like take a little picture or video of your drive so you yeah. can see what it looks like well yeah. I, I mean seriously, that's yeah. the key word.
1: That is the key word.
0: I just gotta Like get... if you have to pull over for like elk one day, like make sure you or take to a pee. picture. Oh well that too. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's a long drive from your house, isn't it?
1: Right. I'm not gonna I'm not um you know, there's been times in my life where I'm really trying to down a lot of water in the morning.
0: Yeah. This, this can't be one of those time. times, no. And are you gonna wait and drink your coffee when you get to school?
1: No, I'm drinking it on the way. Uh, okay,
0: uh-huh. but so. I will
1: say, last week when <laughs> I went, by the time I got to school, I was like,
0: "Wow, it's a good thing
1: I'm here." Oh. Because okay. I was gonna be making a little stop yeah. uh, in the trees. Anyway, I'm sorry. This is like <laughs> TMI. <laughs> TMI exactly. So okay, so we see the entire population of. It's a small school. Yeah. And they are K eight.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, We don't get the kindergartners, which makes me super sad, but we do uh, teach sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So this year I'm teaching sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and the seventh and eighth are coming combined, and there's like 31 of them. And then the sixth graders are just you know sixth grade, but it's still considered middle school, so I'm having to do attendance and also keep up with grades. I mean, not Mm. yet, because I've only seen them once. So I've met everybody at the school um, once. And so now we're going to be into our rotating schedule, which is not a three-day rotation. I will be at the mountain school for an entire week and see every single class, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And then I'll go away from them for two weeks. And then I'll see the two sections, you know, of kids at my home school. <clears throat> um, anyway, so at, that's not even my low, though, however.
0: That's just setting the reality of what I'm just explaining ears, like. that it's yep. like a
1: whole new world for me right and I'm adjusting yeah. and um, it's gonna be fine you're the handling co- it very well yeah well the commute is kind of rough but I like audiobooks and it's a beautiful drive yeah and I like coffee so I'll and just, podcasts and podcasts and I'll just be you know um, enjoying that and the staff and the administration are, are wonderful and so far the kids are super sweet mm. Um, and so I'm looking forward to teaching them uh, anyway, so but my low is um, with kindergarten and first graders at the mountain school. Uh, this is the first time I've met them. Well, at the beginning of the year, with pretty much kindergarten, first, second grade, I like to very first lesson in the lesson by singing and playing dulcimer. Yeah. And I mean, I bring it out a few times during the year, but I just like to establish that because I think it's a really good like connecting building community, understanding audience behavior, but also, you know, to try to like get those kids to start to bond as a group and to me and all of these things. So kindergarten at my homeschool, first day, go in. Well, that's another thing is that um, me and the PE teacher are going to be visiting the kindergarten room instead of them coming to our room because we're just trying to ease them
0: them into those transitions transitions. and it's at the very end of the day.
1: So that so far that's that's fine. That's great. So I'm in their classroom and it's the first day of school and it's the end of the lesson and I sit down and I start to open my dulcimer case and I take it out and then I notice this little boy is crying. Just at the sight of the dulcimer? And and I kind of <laughs> I mean like really crying. Oh my. And I and I thought oh does someone like slug him and I missed it somehow or yeah. what's going on? I said oh no what, what's going on are you okay? He said you're not going to play that, are you? <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I, and um, so, yeah, I've not had that reaction
0: before. Wait, and then did you play it? yeah I, did. <laughs> I don't know i mean i don't think that's bad because my gut would be to, to go ahead and play it cause right. maybe he so would we be had it like, oh it's not that bad. i had
1: it i had there was a parrot in the room and she's okay. like oh come sit next to me it'll be okay and i said oh you know you have to hear it because it's very gentle and yeah. i don't think it's going to hurt your ears and yeah. like i didn't know what i mean i'm assuming he's got since sensor- you know what right. i shouldn't be assuming because well, i perhaps. probably have this information and i'm just not up on it and i didn't prep myself before I walked in, there wasn't time. Yeah. Anyway, no, it's so thing. I'm sure it's a sensory issues thing.
0: But what did he do when he started playing it? He was fine. Oh, he, so he stopped crying. Yeah. Oh, okay. But my so initial he just, his he thought it was gonna be loud or, or something. I
1: think that's what the, the case was. I I didn't stop and like really inspect <laughs> the whole. Miss
0: Lejeune busting out the electric guitar on the first well, day of school.
1: My first instinct was like, damn, just give me a. Hear me first before you make some kind of judgment, man. I mean, I'm not awesome, but wow. <laughs> Is
0: it in tune? I can't listen if it's not in tune. Look, oh, my. I've heard about you and the
1: dulcimer. Please don't torture me. Okay, so now that's, that's just part one of my... Because that was kind oh, of a low. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then I go to the other school, and I'm meeting the first graders for the first time. Yeah. And I sat down. I took up my dulcimer. Same thing. Right? And they were all... Usually... The little ones, especially, they're mesmerized. Ooh, what's yeah, that? Yeah, and I say, okay, if, and I try to admit, leave enough time so that they can all give it a strum at the very end of class as they're lining up, and so that's a yeah. really nice, you know, connecting to this instrument, and I say, oh, it's a lap dulcimer, it's also called a mountain dulcimer, and look, we're in the mountains, and how, ni- yeah. how neat is that? Yeah. So um, this first grade class, I play my song, and I sing, and, and then at the end... There was a boy, another boy, who was just tears streaming down his face and crying and crying and crying. Oh, my.
0: Yeah. And Uh, did you ask (laughs) (laughs) why? You said, okay, time to go back to class now. Right.
1: uh he was um yes yeah, so I mean
0: was he just touched? He by...
1: w- he was wanting his mommy.
0: Oh well and he yeah. was tired and it was
1: the end of the day. Oh yeah. Is that what happens. the case was.
0: And it just brought it out. Of
1: and everybody. and I didn't I honestly did not notice until the very end. But what
0: song did you sing? Did you already say this and I missed it? No, I did
1: not. <laughs> what song did uh, you, I you did sing? I did the lullaby lady.
0: Oh my well, That makes me lady. tear up. Buy a broom for my baby.
1: Yeah. Right. So just picking instruments. Well,
0: yeah, it's a lullaby. It's a yeah. lullaby. Yeah. That makes sense.
1: For my second graders, I'm doing bandy row. Um you know. Yeah. So anyway. So the question
0: is, is it better if they cry before or after you play? I don't know. <laughs> just
1: <laughs> the sight of the dulcimer makes them weep. Wow. Um so that was kind of a low because I I I was caught unaware. Yeah, and I didn't. Re- I don't know if I handled it all that well. I mean, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't handle. I didn't handle it enough, or I didn't anticipate that that might happen. At wow. the very end of the day, you can expect first graders, kindergartners. They're tired. They are very the tired. very first week they, of school. They miss and, Mom and yeah, whatever. so it's not. I mean, it was a low, just because I was like, oh wow, I should have guessed that this might be a thing. Yeah. But.
0: It's It's always hard at the beginning and the end. Yeah,
1: it's okay. I mean, no one has been, uh, um, I don't know, PTSD with the dulcimer. But we'll see
0: how lesson two goes.
1: My 14-year-old son, because we were talking about our day, you know, after the first day of school, he was like, wow, maybe he has some dulcimer-induced trauma. Maybe. Maybe.
0: I don't know what that would be. (laughs) I don't either. So now for our main theme, we are talking about planning for the first couple of weeks of school. Yes. We're not specifically talking about just first day of school or first lesson because we talked about that last year. Yeah, we so, did. Um, and we don't want to repeat ourselves. So if you want to go back and listen to episode number 22, Songs, Games, and Activities for the First Days of School, I think we really focus on like our very first lesson with each grade. Um, what, we gave a lot of very specific a lot of Songs and games and chants Yeah, and the blog post is still up there On, on Tanya's blog So you can go back and refer and find the notation And, and if you find
1: the blog and you're looking at these show notes There'll be a link to those show notes
0: Yeah. Yeah Make all the links happen. It,
1: exactly.
0: So what we're going to focus on more today is, yeah, we'll still talk about maybe what we did on our first lesson though because we, we've had our first lessons this last week, but also kind of where we're going to be going exactly. in the next couple of weeks. Yes. Um. So we're going to just start with primary grades and right. move on up.
1: So in primary, um, my goal, and I know this is also your goal, is in the first few lessons get them singing, get them moving, and get them playing instruments. Yep. Also, there's all these procedural things, and we'll talk about those later because you have to leave time for that because you've got to, you know, train them up on exactly what the expectations are and the rules and all the procedures. That has to happen, too, but we want them to be excited about making music and being active, like, as soon as possible. Yes. And um, it's interesting because at my new school, or it's not new, but, you know, at the my new-to-me school, um, it's... Uh, The singing is not a given. Yeah. They are singing. And um, I had almost all grades doing a little bit of singing on our very first day. That's good. And I didn't have anybody who, like, threw things at me. Yeah. But um, it's not – they're not as used to it, Yeah, I will say. Like, they're not um, used to as much as I want us to be doing. So, yeah, I want them singing, moving, playing instruments. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you – have done on the first day or that you are going to be doing like best songs, games all for those things.
0: All right. All right. Are we, are you, you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. Um, well, I will just say in general, I do a lot of things with puppets and props. Yes. With, um, kindergarteners, especially, but even my first graders, um, especially having a lot of second language learners, giving them those little props. So, um, I did talk about this last year, but I'm just going to mention it again. This um, lesson that I did as inspired by Carla Chawinski using the book Little Green, and then I have this little green hummingbird puppet. And so I just made up this little And a picture of that
1: is in the show notes for um, the... Episode 22. Yeah. Yeah. Little so
0: I just made up this little ditty where we sing, uh, Little Green, Little Green, where are you? And while I'm singing that, and some kids will naturally start to sing along, but I'm not like saying, sing, dang it. Like it's just, it is either happening or it's not. Right. Um, I'm flying Little Green around and I give Little Green to one child and I, and I prep it up with this whole thing that Little Green has lost his voice and he wants to sing, Here I am, but he's really struggling with that. And so then I give one child little green and at the end of the song they sing the little solo. Here I am. And I don't have enough time to have everybody sing a solo on the first day but yeah. four or five kids and I literally have no idea it's not like I'm choosing my ringers although you can kind of already tell on the first day who your you know yeah, singers you who are ready yeah. to jump in um but anyways just using puppets and props like that like I do with little green yes or like the little plastic magic microphone to do echo songs mm-hmm. is really good
1: too right and I want to jump in and say that uh I I use that as well I have them solo singing as soon as I can, mm-hmm. and on the first, the first time that I do that, and maybe the second time, if I have especially little ones who freak out, who are like, no, 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 I let it go. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to build rapport with oh, them, totally. Because there are some kids who, once they attach themselves to you, once they get to know you, they'll do anything. Yeah. And then there are some kids who will sing the first day. And so you know it's really important to be very aware of the sensitivity mm-hmm. and the vulnerability that you're asking from them. And if a kid's not singing on the very first time, that you gotta make that call and, yeah. and let let it go. Totally. Now, I say that for primary. intermediate's a little bit different, yeah, because some of those kids are just like playing you.
0: Yeah, and you have to set the expectations on day one that I expect full participation, Mm -hmm. barring, you know, you had some traumatic thing happen this morning. Right. Um, Yeah, I actually had a sixth grader. We were doing the... I can. we talked about this on last year's podcast, but the Hello, hello, H-E-double-L-O And they're supposed to sing, my name is Carrie Hello, hello I come from Colorado Hello, hello And I like coffee Hello, hello Right, so they're supposed to sing it. I do this with my sixth graders. I'd say half sing, half kind of just grumble it. But at this right. point, I just, I'm excited that they're at least doing something alone. Right. Well, I had one girl, we got to her and she went, no. <laughs> <laughs> like- Literally. And I went, uh, what? And then she gave me all this attitude. Well, they already know my name. And blah, blah, blah. and I said, you know what? This sounds like a conversation you and I can have later. And then I just went on. Right. And then at recess later that day, I pulled her in aside and I said, look, I know music is somewhere that you struggled to fully participate in the past. And, and I want alone is year. how to have this conversation. Yeah, exactly. Not, not in the no, middle of the class. she wanted a power struggle with me in front of everybody. So I just, I pulled her aside. And, you know, granted, this this young lady struggles in all areas of school when it comes to fully participating. Right. There's some issues there. And I get it. But at the same time, I'm not asking you to do anything that's totally bizarro. I just wanted you to say your name and something you like. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um And I said, you know, if we're not getting full participation, you know that that's going to be a phone call home and blah, 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 blah. But anyways, my point being that, yeah, you have to set up those expectations. Can I
1: ask? Oh, yeah. uh, How'd that go?
0: Oh, the conversation? Yeah. Oh, well, she just rolled her eyes and went, fine. uh." (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> is really where it went
0: and I and... said no for real like you are you are making a commitment to participate fully next time yes uh you know <laughs> and I went okay or are you just trying to get rid of me now? no I will it will okay fine fine <laughs> I you know so, I mean, it, not, you know, it could it be worse. Be it could be worse. Oh, she didn't curse me she, out. Exactly. And, and I mean, I have a relationship with this student. Okay, like I said, yeah. now I've had her since third grade. She knows me. She knows I'm not going to let up. Right. It's the important part. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: I was just curious because those yeah. are the kind of things that you're like, oh my goodness. like.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah. It, was, it was a funny cover. I mean, it cracked me up later. She was just annoyed. You know, well, you know she what? Was definitely in like tweenager land. Sure, She's, and that's she that's... did not want to be talking to me at all. Of course. So fine, we'll see what happens. Just don't
1: take it personally, and oh, you know that.
0: No, not at all. <laughs> um, but the point being to set up the expectation of this is what we do, right? And you're, you're hopping on the train, or there's really no other choice. You're hopping on this train. <laughs> Here we go, or
1: we're hopping on the phone.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, okay. And you don't want to be punitive. You want to make it no, joyful, no. but at the same, it's it's finding that balance between being joyful and and you know fun you want your room to be fun and appealing but also having very clear expectations exactly and
1: we'll talk about we'll that talk about that all right back to the primary yeah kids back who, to the littles who just they just want to be loved yeah um but they need boundaries they do they, need, they do yeah so we're talking about singing moving and playing instruments right away and we've mentioned some that are that are um that we mentioned in the previous uh, this time last year podcast as far as songs and games to get them moving uh, you had talked, and I do this too, but I'd never really um, thought about how how much train things. Oh, yeah, we just I, jump on the train. We do. We get I very train, the train themed. Well, yes.
0: because really, my first concept when I'm thinking in my Kodai sequence, um, I besides. Singing voice and establishing what a singing voice is, we jump into fast and slow pretty quickly. Yeah, totally. And that allows for lots of really great movement things around the room. But then, yeah, there ends up being kind of a little train theme. Right. So we, and and I do
1: this as well, like within the first two three class periods we're engine engine number nine Mm in it and there's a few different versions out there by the way So the one that I use is engine and I think you use this one too. engine engine number nine Going down Chicago line if the train should jump the track. Do I get my money back? Yes. No, maybe so Yep, but there's another one that's engine engine number nine going down Chicago line. See it sparkle. See it shine engine engine number nine that's uh i
0: wonder if that was like, i
1: i know i heard that, was in, that initially like a, from fire robin
0: well and i mean that's uh, should i use the word contrived contrived in the fact that do you think somebody was softening the whole if the train should jump the track or if the train falls off the track yeah like, i've always that thought that but i just maybe you know. somebody changed it along the way <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah, no, no. No sugarcoating that.
1: Yeah, but... whatever. But I I mean, what whatever suits. No. If
0: you're like pick one and be consistent.
1: My population, there was a train accident and we're all traumatized. Well, then yeah. of course then, then sparkle, and shine, or sparkle and shine or maybe don't even use trains.
0: Well, this is true. Yes. Yeah. Um. So what do you do with Engine Engine specifically? Do you uh, move
1: to a... We d- move around the room. Mm-hmm. I There's a bazillion ways you can do Engine Engine.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Um. I like to bring in instruments later, but the very first time I, I do Engine Engine, uh, they're sitting scattered around the room. I am the engine initially. And then I put out my hand. And this I got directly from Dr. Jerry Jacquard. Yeah. Um. I put out my hands and on yes, no, maybe so they pat my hands and this is a really good way for me to see are they going to are they patting the beat or are they pat the, patting the rhythm oh yeah because it's very tempting for them to go yes no maybe so and play that rhythm because it's that ta ta ti ti ta that they just latch onto yeah but they've been patting the beat i should say so I, I, they've been patting the beat on their legs right uh-huh. i don't say pat i mean this is a whole codi we could go there Right. but we just say hey would you please um pat your legs mm-hmm. or i have them um scrape their hands together yeah. as if they have sand blocks right. either one yeah. and then if i come up to i don't even say if i come up to you pat my hands yes no maybe maybe so i just put my hands out when we get to that um if the train should jump the track do i get my money back and i put my hands in front of the kid and they like high five me not high ten me yes no maybe so and It's interesting to see if they're on the beat of the rhythm. Yeah. At this point, I'm just kind of seeing. I don't care. And then, oh well, you came to me, and now you're on the train. And so then there's two of us going Uh, around. And then. We we snowball it. So I yeah. go to another another kid and that kid goes to another kid for a yes, no, maybe. So another four of us on the train. Okay. Oh, and we have to start I think every time you can put in any kind of vocal exploration. Oh yes. Then you gotta do that. So we go choo choo to make the whistle. Right. And at the very yeah. end you let out steam, you go Shh. nice. Right. So I like all that little extra vocal exploration stuff. Yeah. So for Engine Engine, I just snowball it, we're a train, we're moving around the room, and especially for kindergarten and first grade, that is great fun. Yes. Yeah.
0: I also like that one as well as Little Red Caboose is another great one. Right, and sometimes do... I'll use
1: Little Red Caboose as a transition at the end of Engine Engine. Once we're all on the train, then I pick up the tempo, and they just yeah. follow me and we, Little Red Caboose, Little Red Caboose. Little red capoose behind the train. The smokestack yep. on his back. Rolling down the track. Little red capoose behind the train. Choo-choo.
0: That's awesome. But what I was going to say about <laughs> Sorry. Sorry <laughs> to interrupt you with singing. No, but that's fine. I liked it. Thank you for singing. Um, Like, just a... Basic, follow the leader. So you uh-huh. know we're a train, and you are following me. And I've got a pair of sand blocks that right. I'm just using to choo choo my way around the room. And then ooh, I pass the sand blocks to the kid behind. Oh, me. there you go. So it's teaching them how to move through space. And I kind of demonstrate like, here's where we can go. Here's where we can't go. As right. far as like, I have like built-in riser steps in my room. I don't let them go up on those or behind the piano right. or in my closet or anything crazy like that. But then like I'm modeling that as in a whole group. And way. this is so
1: excellent you mentioning this because you are setting boundaries in a musical way exactly so this is so much different than if you were to go around the room and go hey look over here don't go there over there don't go there no you're doing it within the context of the game yeah i try which makes to teach it, yes. those
0: procedures yeah you want to be the play. it
1: musically exactly. and within the play as much as you can yeah. so that's a awesome thing thanks for mentioning that
0: i was looking for i know that i have an old recording of little red caboose by sweet honey and the rock and it's on the old share the music series and it's so good and i was looking to see if it's on spotify and i cannot see it on spotify but if We can find any sort of link to that. Is it like the one I just sang? It's like the one you just sang, but with the beautiful, rich harmonies. And probably not as fast. Right, yeah. Well, and that it starts slow, and then you hear the train get faster. And then at the end, the train ends, and they have some really great, woo woo, you know, train whistly, like, tritone things going on. And there's someone doing, like, the vocal, like, choo, choo.
1: What a fun thing to—it's a great
0: listening thing and a moving thing. I'm not finding it on Spotify. I mean, Sweet Honey in the Rock is on Spotify and anything. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of Sweet Honey in the
1: Rock tracks that I can't—that I want to use that I can't find on Spotify.
0: Yeah, so I wonder if it's limited. But if we can find that anywhere that's in a public way, otherwise, if you have that old, you know, McGraw Hill Share the Music, um, it's in there. in, like I think the first grade books. Um, yeah, great little fast, slow well, listening you
1: for and that. movements. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, now that I'm not, now that I'm looking at Spotify like you just did. Okay. Um, <laughs> other, <laughs> other specific songs and games that you like to do with primary, kindergarten, first grade, second grade. We talked about Little Red Caboose. And then you mentioned she'll be coming around the mountain, yeah, which is one I kind of save for Thanksgiving, and oh. one that I've kind of taken a well because we talk about like visitors yeah. and all that. Oh, I see that. And honestly, I have kind of taken a break from she'll be coming around the mountain in the last two years, and it's mostly because me and the cumulative songs, my brain.
0: <laughs> yeah. I. <laughs> well, and what helps me with that is I have a whole story that helps me remember the order, and like. The first time I do it with the kids, K and 1, I like kind of break down the verses by, and then Dinah was taking the train to go visit her grandma, and then the train broke down, so she had to take the horses there, and then when she got there, grandma came out and said, hi, babe, and then, oh, do you know what? Grandma was wearing her old red flannel pajamas, and they're very itchy, scratch, scratch, and then, oh, grandma made chicken and dumplings, yum, yum, and then, oh, it was time to go to bed, but grandma doesn't have to have an extra bed, so Dinah has to sleep, and Grandma's bed. There's this. She has to sleep with grandma snore snore. Okay. And that's what helps me remember it. And then the next day, they put more coal in the train, and the train can go back down the mountain. And then it goes really really fast. There you go. Because it's going down. So that's my time to fast and slow. Okay. But the reason why I really love she'll be coming around the mountain is I love the vocal exploration that happens yes. just with the kids doing the woo woo and you know yum yum and ah babe and you know just getting them to have that vocal independence. That is,
1: and that is so good. Yeah. I, I got to get back to it honestly. Have you ever? I'm sure. I'm sure you have. But just anybody out there, have you ever like started one of those cumulative songs and you your brain actually goes other places? Oh, totally. And then you're like, wait a minute, did we go here yet? Are we at this one? Have we had the dumplings? I don't. Yeah. I don't know. So I just have to be more disciplined, especially depending on what time of the day it's at. Yeah. So if I've already taught five classes and it's my sixth class and we're doing one of these cumulative songs. I, if I don't have it written down and if I don't like really, if I'm not really intentional about like, okay, Tanya, now you're doing this song. Don't space out. Like now you're doing this one that you really have to keep track. Yeah. I know. Does it make me sound so super old or is that like, does everybody do that?
0: No, I have these problems and then I create like (laughs) visuals, like for the kids later to be like, like puzzle, you know, like let's put the puzzle pieces in order, but I use them for myself. Right. The first time I sing the songs to help me keep it in
1: right order. and that's a wonderful thing to do with cumulative <laughs> songs is like those icons yeah and you have them put them well, in order
0: it's an esl strategy for the kids well hello and a memory yeah. strategy for me
1: uh-huh <laughs> Let's
0: just i just be need honest.
1: to i i just need to buckle down and be like stay stay in the moment stay yeah in the moment yeah
0: yes. all okay. right anything <laughs> else with with the train fast slow um Oh, can we also talk about you you had it written down, the song walk and stop? Because this I tie this into the train too when like, oh, the train breaks down, so now we have to walk.
1: I used the Okay, I I have to confess. I used the walk and stop for my very first lessons more than I anticipated because at my new-ish school uh-huh. um with second graders. Yeah, I was going to do something different and from what I was observing from them in the first few minutes, I was like, no, I think we're going to walk and stop. Yeah. I, and, and what I'm talking about, it, it's like a boundary spatial thing.
0: Totally. So when I,
1: I noticed like some of their like in each other's faces and this is nothing to say about like their classroom teacher. Just like the these particular sixth graders. Yeah. I'm sorry. Second graders. Second graders. graders sixth and grade. Slip. We'll, we'll get back to that. They
0: might need to walk and stop. They too. might need to
1: walk and stop. So I usually don't take the walk and stop up to second grade, but in this case, I was like, you know, I I can turn on a dime because I've been teaching so long, and that's a good thing because here we go. And now you walk and you walk and you walk and you stop. And now you walk and you walk and you walk and you stop. So we did the walk and stop. Yeah. And you know, then you can. What else can we do? There are so many games and songs out there that are, what other motion can we do around the room? Oh, and I want to say before, it depends on the kids, but you can always scaffold it by saying, we're not going to walk and stop. We're going to step in place. And now you step and you step and you step and you stop and you could even put in another verse and they're like, oh, I wonder if you can like pat your legs. Now you pat and you oh, pat. Yeah. I wonder if you can clap. So anytime you notice students are having a hard time moving around the room without mm-hmm. getting into in other people's space, well, I mean, you you can blow those imaginary personal space bubbles. There's so many things that you can do to make sure that when they're going locomotor, that they're not banging into each other, but you can always Put in more non locomotor things before you take it on the street.
0: Yeah, totally. So, and that's another one that just I just want to say is great for just teaching that teaching the routines and procedures right. of how to walk around. When the room, I say
1: stop, but in a game we stop. And yeah, totally yeah, within the game. And if they if you have a lot of kids who are testing you on that, like she said stop, but I'm going to keep going. Then don't you don't have to get angry, but you can say, oh, you know what? If you don't stop when the stop happens, yeah, then you have to sit over on. This area. Yeah. Right.
0: And then that's one that then I will often take to an instrument right away. Right. So if exactly. you've got egg shakers, oh, well you shake and you shake and you shake and right. you stop. I Because did... teaching them kind of the conductor cue thing and exactly. like when I say stop you have to stop or oh, I might have to take that instrument away from you a little right. bit. Or if it sticks, I'm gonna tap and I tap and then you can tap the sticks in all different ways. Exactly. You know? And I did a little a tiny video gym. that's
1: on our Instagram or our Facebook or maybe both. About that, about oh. taking it to the instrument. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm going to do for lesson two mm-hmm. with K-1-2, is that we're going to bring it to instruments now.
0: Yep. Yeah. Totally. Cool. All right. Should we transition more into kind of intermediate? I mean, I feel like we're maybe kind of skipping like second and third, or are we are we ignoring them? No, um, no.
1: With the third you mean third and fourth and
0: yeah, and, yeah. I mean you mentioned one with second grade. Well, but,
1: and a lot of these things you can take into those yeah, grades depending. For review. Yeah, I'm not gonna engine engine with third graders.
0: How much, let me ask you this, how much do you bring back from the year before? As far as songs um, to review past concepts or just get them going, are you bringing back a lot of songs from the year before? I
1: I, I did bring back some songs from the year before for all the grade levels, and it yeah. was great because it was like something familiar for them to latch onto, right? And they joined in, yeah. and that was you know that worked really well. Um,
0: I don't do a ton of that, um, and my my reasoning has always been right or wrong. Like I I've always taught in title schools where the transient population right. is such a thing, where it's not a given that oh if I'm gonna do this song, we're gonna jump right into it. I still have to teach it as if it's a brand new song. Right. So then I tell myself, well then I might as well be using some new material for them for me. Yeah. Plus sometimes I get that attitude of oh we did this last year. Oh with yeah, I've really gotten kids. that. I mean, and it, it's it's hit or miss. Some years uh-huh. yes, some years no. So I just kind of well, I, I, try I to shy pick, away from I it. I try to
1: pick the gems. And I'm sure you do, too. Like yeah. the ones that were, if there was something that I did last year with, say, third graders and yeah. I want to bring it back, um, or uh, if, if last year it wasn't a big hit, if it wasn't something that they were like, yay, I love this one, then I'm not going to bring it back.
0: Yeah. It has
1: to be what we call gem songs. Right. And a gem song is a song that like that's like a for, sh- for sure hit. Everybody mostly loves it, loves it, loves it. Yeah. And maybe you have a, a couple of naysayers, but it's usually the kids who don't like anything. Right. So you can't please them. Let it go. Um, well, one. Th- I'm trying Give me an example. Okay, like Apple Tree. Yeah. I did Apple Tree with third grade. Right. Right. No harm, no foul, because I can do Apple Tree a bazillion different ways. Uh-huh. Right. So I changed the game that we yeah, do, but they know the strategy. song. And it's really great when the kids um, are like, oh, you know, they jump in right away because. There's one that I don't have to tax my voice. I always anticipate after the first few days of school that I'm going to be a little vocally fatigued. Yeah. Because I'm not anticipating that anyone's going to sing with me. On day one, it's it's a lot of me singing.
0: Yes, it's true.
1: After day one, I'm backing off and we always sing for the students. Yes. Not with Not the students. Not with the students. But on the first day, there's You're nothing. You kind of have to. You kind of have to. You got to start building that repertoire. So like Apple Tree was a perfect example um, that third graders, they were happy to do it. We did it in this new way and everyone was happy. Now, at my other school, the Mountain School, I have a third and fourth grade mix. Oh, right. So I did that with um, those third and fourth graders. And I, I did a couple of singing games. I did circle around the zero, and then I did, and I also did apple tree. And these third and fourth graders, I'm not sure what the why. Maybe it was because they were mixed and they hadn't been mixed. Um, they're only mixing for art, music, and PE, but they kind of lost it like in a good way like in a like oh my gosh i can't believe this is like every time a new person we were doing the whole bridge captures people on the apple tree and then we add to the to the big bridge
0: right
1: um and so like every time um i won't cry i won't shout if your apples knock me out on every out they would be like wow it's like fireworks, like yeah. watching fireworks. So in a way, that was good because they were enjoying themselves. And another way, I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. We got it. They're losing their, you know what, yeah. and we can't. We can't. <laughs> for every single song and game, we can't do this. This is like... But
0: they were having so much fun. They were, but I'm... I'm curious what their reaction will be on the second time you play the game.
1: I, I am curious as well. Yeah. But follow I... follow up next I time. wrote it. I wrote up a lot of follow... Like, at the end of the day, I wrote up a lot of notes specifically about these classes of kids that I've never seen before. Yeah. And the thing that I wrote in bold and italicized for third and fourth grade is like, third and fourth graders are losing their you-know-what <laughs> during... You know, in elimination games. Yeah. Like, I didn't say, but I want to say, haven't you played
0: games like this before? No.
1: But maybe they have. Maybe they just don't know. Maybe it maybe was just, it's just because new
0: because of, new you. Because of me. Yeah.
1: I don't know. <laughs> but I'm like, we're doing it. We're we're not gonna not do this. You're gonna have to get over this. Yeah. But I didn't say that. I mean, yeah. we'll just. It was day one. Right. Right. Okay.
0: I will mention one of my gems that I bring um, back. I do it in third grade and also in fourth grade is Kingsland. And oh, I've yes. And I've on the Now, okay, tell us
1: your Kingsland again. Okay, so, Because yeah. it's not the, there. there's some rowdy Kingslands. Yes.
0: So, first of all, let's sing it just to make sure. Okay, go ahead. I'm on the Kingsland. The king is not at home. He He's went to, to London. Boston. Oh, I know. He's gone to Boston. He went to London. To buy himself a comb. To buy his wife a comb. To buy his wife a comb. Excuse me, that part I yes, but I have Boston. Oh. So I have mine from American Methodology. Oh. Or no, no, no. I lied. Not American Methodology. Specifically, the older beginner book. Okay. I want to say. Why is the
1: king going all the way to Boston? I don't know. We don't have kings in the United States. I don't know. I
0: don't <laughs> know. He went to Boston. That's what he really. Far. I went. He went
1: to London. Did I make that up?
0: I, you might have no because I wish I had. I don't know. It's also in the the new Susan Brumfield. I'm gonna check HNU, HNU right rhymes. now because now I'm
1: like okay. I, I wonder if it's in check. HNU. checking. Okay. So Meanwhile. there is
0: a game that every time I read it in any source, I'm like oh, that sounds too complicated. So I just decided, how about we just turn this into a freeze game? It makes sense within the context of the song. So one kid is the king, and a king can be a boy or a girl, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and the king is standing in a certain spot. So for me, it's up on my my bill. And risers and whenever the king has got their back to the group, that's when the king is off in Boston buying mm-hmm. the comb. And so the townspeople go nuts, which just means they're singing and dancing and being silly. Right. And then at a point when I choose and I use a wood block for this, I tap the wood block and it's random. And then that's when the king turns around quickly and anyone who's moving is out and um, you throw that person in the dungeon, which just means they have to sit down. But okay. then they can kind of, like, be, like, the king's, like, minions and, like, help the king catch people who are being sneaky. But it's really always up to the king, ultimately, who gets thrown in the dungeon. Because what you don't want is, like, five kids all screaming out other kids' names and trying to get right. their friends out. And anyways, um, and then I, I up the ante the second time we play the game. Where I say, all right, um, you know the song well enough now, and especially for the fourth graders, if we did it the year before, that if you're not singing, I get to throw you in the dungeon. I'm I'm the queen of the castle because I always say I'm the queen of the castle. So the point is then, <laughs> if they're not singing, I get to throw them in the dungeon, and that's immediately getting them to sing. Um, nice. Great song for review for the older kids because the rhythm is just ta titi rats. How much older? Um, well, I do it with third grade, and I do it with fourth grade. Okay. So, um, ta T ti rest review right at the beginning of the year for rhythm reading, and then also um, melodically, because it's just, uh, so-la, so-me-and-do, there's not even an array in it. Right, so, right. Um, it's, it's a great Do pre-pentatonic. Song. Yeah, so, I mean, mm-hmm. you could certainly use it in second grade, Um, if that's kind of your Do time of of your curriculum, but I like saving it for the older kids, and they just love, 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 love that game. So that's one of my gems I bring back. Did you find it?
1: (laughs) It's not in H&U, but I'm seeing other people, I mean, you know, blogs and things, and and a lot of Boston. I'm not finding any London. Did you
0: make that up, Tanya Lejeune? I know. That would be so bad. well, we will look in our sources. I don't have either of those sources in front of me, but we'll make sure it's on the blog. Correctly, with whatever, <laughs> whatever that source means. we choose yeah. to do. But um, the game, like I said, that's my kind of. The other game, it's like they march in a line towards the king, and mm-hmm. then the king can tag them. I just don't have enough physical space in the yeah. room. For I've games I've
1: done like it that. that way, and some I've had people get hurt
0: that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a red rovery kind of situation. It is. Yeah, see I mean, well, no,
1: are... it's not red rover is when you actually like break through people's. So
0: they're just getting close hands. to the king. I've just I don't know. I've just never wrapped my head around Well, and, and then. then
1: and the king turns around, or you use an instrument yeah. to, to signal right? That, and they all go running, and, and usually the best way to do it is have a safe spot.
0: Right. Yeah, see, that doesn't work in my room just because of my layout, so I like the freeze game better because it's the same, similar idea, but, um, yeah, mm. that's how I play it. Uh,
1: this song is not by Denise Gagne, by the way. Uh, the reason I say this is because I found it on Spotify under Singing Games Children Love. Um, I mean, compiled, th- of a which resource is a compiled, compiled by... resource by Denise, who's wonderful. Yeah, of course, yeah. Denise Gagne is awesome. Um, but she didn't make it. She up. didn't. Yeah, these are all, of course, folk songs. Interesting, okay. and we're not going to listen to it right now. But I, I um, know what it is. <laughs> I bet it's Boston. I'm sure. I'm sure it's me. It's probably me and my oh, brain. Oh, I've done
0: that. I've learned a song incorrectly and then sung it that yeah. way with the kids, and it happens. It does. Okay. All right. Let's talk about intermediate grades now, like, like fifth, 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 sixth, sixth, and, and seven case, eight. seventh, eighth. Oh my so. goodness! So
1: much to talk about for yeah. seventh and eighth.
0: That might just be a whole another podcast. Yeah, that might be because in the middle that'll be just be you talking and me no nodding no. and smiling. I think cause... I need to
1: find a podcast where, if you know of a podcast out there where they've talked about seventh and eighth grade general music, point me in the right direction because. Right. interested Um, I think I mean you know it'll be fine it'll be fine so the
0: goals are similar as far as we want to get them singing and moving exactly one thing and we talked about this last year but I always want to repeat it is to get them doing something where they connect hands Uh huh. even those older kids because it's kind of like the singing thing like once you've set up the expectation that this is just what we do to be successful musicians yes um, they do it so playing games like Tarzan the monkey man which we talked about last year and a qua qua. And yes. this year I um, I played Freddy Oka, yeah. which is another similar one of those you've got your hands out and you clap your neighbor kind of games. It goes, Freddy Oka, quack, 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 escotico, tickety tack, escotico, oh no. I didn't
1: sing it with you because I always mess up the words.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I the, well this is the first year I've taught that game and I learned it from Aileen Miracle at one of her workshops. Um, and I did it with 6th grade even though it's a basic game and you could play it much younger, but just because I've already played a Quack-Quack with them in 4th grade. I would played Tarzan the Monkey Man with them in 5th grade, so I was like, well I need something similar but new. So anyways, um, and then whoever gets the Oh no, they choose a number and I said one to twenty so they can mm-hmm. go completely nuts. We clap it out and then whoever gets the last numbers out. And it's right. just and the whole point of that game was to get them to touch each other's hands. I didn't exactly. tell that to them. Yeah. But that was the point.
1: And I did that same thing with Tarzan the Monkey Man. Yep. Which I kind of saved for fifth grade on yeah. up. Yeah. Um and the fun thing about well, there's lots of fun things about being at the mountain school is but they don't know any of my games. Yeah. They don't know any of my shticks. So that's like so fun. everything is new yeah. and things that my my kids at my home school are like over. Yeah. The kids at the um the newer school are like, oh wow. Yeah. So
0: And if you don't know Tarzan, that's a gem. We'll link to it in yes. the old and last year's. We've podcast. done Tarzan
1: a lot, a um, lot, a lot. Um yeah. and the but the whole the, but then there's the other thing of being in a school, if you, for, for a number of years, if you do have them connect hands, and, and that's a great way to, to say it. But if you do that consistently, then they just get used to it and you don't have that fight. You have that fight yeah. once. Yeah. I mean, not a fight, but like you have that whole, like, no, this is what we're doing. Yeah. I'm not letting up on this one. Right. Right. Um, because I noticed at my mountain school, the sixth graders in particular, we uh, were like, um, no, I am not touching these people. And <laughs> I had to point to my um, hands. I might be purchasing a lot of hand sanitizer this year. Yeah. Sand hand ta- sanitizer. Um, I should put it on my list. And uh, do you have
0: an official procedure about this?
1: About using like the hand when sanitizer? they can
0: and cannot. Like, can they get it anytime or just at the no. end of music class? At the everyone end gets of music squirt. class.
1: Yeah. I don't make a big, well, this is what happened. On my first day at the yeah. mountain school. I didn't make a big production about getting the hand sanitizer. I like, and not all of them were holding out on me. There was just, like, but there was, like, a good third of the class who were, like, oh, no, I can't touch. I can't touch people. Right. Um. So I said, hey, I've got hand sanitizer at the very end of class. You are welcome to use it. Please just use one pump is all I said yeah. to this group. And I didn't make it, like, a big let's line up and I'll get the hand sanitizer. So some forgot. And some used it. Yeah. And it was fine. It yeah. was not a big deal. Um, so they're just going to have to get over that. Right. Yeah. But that's another good
0: way to teach that procedure, but within the context of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't stop music class and say, boys and girls, I have hand sanitizer. Like, it came up like a natural thing. Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Because
0: I've had that issue, too.
1: Yeah. And then I did have, and this wasn't at my news, newer school, this is at my other school, I did have a couple students who said well our classroom teacher says that we are not to touch hands ever because of germs
0: yeah i've had that happen too. and so now i have
1: to <clears throat> i have yeah. to go have a conversation you know and just say
0: don't say that please please don't
1: say that <laughs> please, please Mom, don't say it's that. just
0: it's not practical for life i no, mean we're it's teaching not. our kids life skills and mm-hmm. like it or not shaking hands is still a life skill that you need to have uh-huh
1: even if that person's hands are clammy you uh-huh. just have to like i
0: just as um, long as you wash them before you eat or touch your eyeballs. Exactly. Which you shouldn't do germs,
1: And and anyways. yeah, of course germs. But we yeah. you know until the whole society is wearing masks and um plastic gloves, then we're gonna do this. Right. Yeah.
0: So another um game that I have planned and I haven't decided I think I'm gonna do it with fifth and sixth because it's new. I haven't done it with either grade yet, is um the chant, the Japanese hand oh, clapping yes. game that we so put on Instagram. We put and... this on
1: Instagram and Facebook and a lot of people
0: are really excited about Very it. Excited we said we would it. talk about it. So we're going to talk about it. Okay. Although it's one of those things, I mean, we can talk about it, but watching the video is definitely going to be helpful. Yeah. For so if you go to, to our do.
1: Facebook page, you will see us, um, Carrie and I, Fret and Senator, We uh, Carrie taught it to. The music teachers in our district on our in-service morning, to school. our back-to-school yeah. jump start for the new year type of in-service.
0: Yeah. So um, the history of it is it's a Japanese hand clapping game, and it's about making mochi, mm-hmm. which is um, like the rice balls, like ice cream, right? I mean, that's kind of I know of it as like mochi ice cream, but right. I I wonder if it has a savory purpose as well. If you know more about it, you know what? it'd be awesome. Should, and I should—I should have my—I have a Japanese sister-in-law. I really need to just ask her yeah. <laughs> what what the story is. So, um, the words are—I'll just speak it right now. Omochiosuki macho, Omochio macho, Petanko, petanko. petan petan petanque, konate, konate, konate konate konate, dum, dum. dum. Doom, doom 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 And I should say there's lots of versions of this in the style of true folk music. Sometimes it's just a chant, sometimes there's melody with it. Um I just prefer the chant. Um again, just maybe less threatening. I the really love this
1: song, but I'm not sure
0: if it's authentic. If it's
1: authentic.
0: Yeah. But I just like the chant. And I will say shout-out to Donna Menhart, our uh, president-elect of OAKE. She did a session on uh, world music mm-hmm. at the OAKE conference last year, and this is Um, the version that I'm using is the version she taught us. So the idea is and this is why I'm really excited about this for my older kids um, pedagogically is you've got one kid who's just tapping the steady beat and then you've got one kid who is doing different things with their hand that kind of highlights the rhythm and the words. Not exactly but I'm really trying to drive home with my older students this difference between beat and rhythm Mm -hmm. um, because we're going to get into some drumming and some group drumming activities with both 5th and 6th and so um, I'm I'm not going to sit here and explain it because orally that doesn't make a lot of sense but mm-hmm. we'll make sure we put um, the PDF with the, the notation and the game directions on the blog and then you can look at the videos. But and we'll
1: put the video on a the lot of show notes yeah. too. Oh yeah. yeah. Good. Good call. But, um, maybe it, do- it is worth saying that you should break it down. Oh yeah. Because I know there were a couple of people who commented and said um, I've tried this it doesn't work or yeah. you know and I'm so- not saying uh, well you just, you should break it down.
0: Yeah. The way that I taught it to the music teachers was how I plan on teaching it to the kids. Uh-huh, me but too. probably just maybe a little bit slower. So, first, I just had everybody just tap the steady beat on their hands while you while say it. While I spoke and they the don't rhythm have of the words. Do it. Um, and then. I had them just echo me. And during the echo me part, I was doing the motions that student two is going to do, which highlights. It also kind of helps you remember the words because it's about pounding the ice cream and flat or the The, the the, mochi mochi, and flattening the rice. rice rice And yeah. Yeah, So um, so then I just did that part. And then we did that a couple of times, I think. And then what I did was I'm trying to remember now. Did I have all of you guys music teachers do? The harder part while I tapped the beat, and then we switched. Maybe you kind of go back and forth. Where Mm -hmm. all the students, if you're teaching this to your students, they're all doing one thing. Either the steady beat while you're doing the other part, or they're doing the other part while you're doing the steady beat. Well, and
1: this is a classic... I do, we do, you do. Yeah, you can't just go
0: straight to having two students together. And the other important step is then I had Tanya, because she was standing right next to me, she and I did the partner thing, Mm -hmm. but I told all the other students, you have an imaginary partner right now. You're doing what I'm doing, which was the part of the rhythm of the words, which is the trickier part. Yeah. So they were doing that along with me, but they were also visually seeing how our two parts were going to go together. Exactly. And then, of course, you just have to expect that there's going to be a little struggle bust the first couple times yeah. and that's part of the fun. Now
1: when I have taught because I've taught this to students, when I've done this, I also have a visual, I have the words. Yeah. You know, phonetically yes. written now. Yes. Um for them to refer to. Yeah. And I don't show it to them right away. I want them to hear it a few times and watch the motions. Right. But then I do put it up there and they yeah. can refer to it. And that's really helpful too. Yeah. Um there's a fun video that shows uh m- making of the um the the, patties, the, rice, the balls. Rice, yeah. rice balls. Um and then there's also lots of fun videos that show kids doing it,
0: doing the game. And then of course the then you have to be careful cuz there's lots of versions out there. So the version itself like the chant might be a little different. Like sometimes they repeat certain parts of the chant right. more than one time. So, you know, So you and can I really either, wouldn't
1: show those until after they know it.
0: Yeah, and just be like, "Oh, here's these kids doing a version of what you just learned." Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm excited because I haven't done it with kids yet. I know, Tanya, you did. I and have, you know.
1: and I was thinking of taking it into 7th and 8th grade.
0: I think they would totally Because I
1: did that. it at the end of 5th grade.
0: Yeah. But year. and that's another game where they, they do, I mean, briefly, there's moments where you touch each other's hands. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Exactly. That's just and, part and of the
1: deal. Part of uh, why I want to do this with 7th and 8th grade is that I am thinking, I'm not... I'm still working on my long-range plans for 7th and 8th grade, because it's new territory yeah, sure. for me. Sure, and
0: you're trying to figure out what they know. Right,
1: and I think that one of the things I want to do for um, at least a couple of, uh, of not even a couple, but like a couple of rounds of lessons, because I see them five days in a row, five days in a row, is I would like to do some world music. Yeah. Um, and then I think this would be a really good starting point. So I'm going to bring in Ye Tube and I'm going to do omochio sukim. I'm going to do like a, a gem's Greatest, a yeah. drive-by, as Christopher Roberts used to say, a drive-by <laughs> multicultural tour. I'm yeah. not going to be able to Little hit, snapshots. of course, all the things. Mm-hmm. But like the ones that I have experience with that are big hits with older kids, mm-hmm. I'm going to be bringing those in with 7th and 8th graders because I need... I need them to I need to get some buy-in with them.
0: You need good solid and repertoire. And so
1: I want to do repertoire that I know is successful. So, Yutepuram, Omochio, um, we're going to do a Kwakwa. yeah. So, on, oh, anyway. I can talk more about that at another time because yeah, I don't yeah. have it all fleshed out, but but it's an excellent that Japanese hand clapping game big hit. Yeah. And kids love when, when they get it. Oh yeah. It takes a and while. And that's
0: one that I can see. Again, I haven't done it with kids yet to you know, but I can see that being one that I can catch them maybe on the playground later. Mm-hmm. They might be practicing that one on their own. And this is,
1: this is one of those that, uh, last year when I did it, it was a really good segue into having tiny little talks about growth mindset. Yeah. About how great you're not going to like,
0: get it the first time you're not going to get it the first
1: time and I say hey I've seen music teachers a room full of music teachers who do not get it the first time or the second time it just takes some work and let's break it down and so yeah that's a really good time to just remind them about that
0: right yeah so Tanya how about you and intermediate kiddos what did you do or what are you doing in the next couple of weeks
1: well I will admit that for sixth seventh and eighth well no not sixth seventh and we did sing um I, d- I i don't really push the singing as much as the younger grades uh especially at my newer school because right. i want to get a feel from for what where they're at where yeah. their attitude's at with all that but with sixth grade we did a kwa kwa oh no 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 i'm sorry let me back up we did tarzan the monkey man we did a kwa in fifth grade right there Okay. You go. yes because uh, same thing, I want them to connect hands. I want them singing or, you know, maybe starting to sing. And it's exciting when there's kids, when you do that game and they're like, oh, is this like Down by the Banks? Oh, I know this one. You know, they, right. everyone knows a different song or chant that goes with this type of hand clapping game. And then you can talk about how, well, you know, all over the world, there's this specific, you know, passing the beat from person to person around the, the circle thing that happens. Yeah. So that's what I did with fifth grade and sixth grade as far as, like, singing games together. With seventh and eighth grade, I brought in the boom, snap, clap, which you can find on YouTube, but I'll link it. And it's just this simple body percussion, and the chant just goes, boom, clap, snap, boom, boom, clap, snap, clap, boom, clap, snap, boom, 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 clap, shh. Nice. So it's just this pattern. It's just a rhythmic thing. Uh Uh-huh. And it's just a fun thing for them to latch on to and to do some body percussion. So I I thought maybe I'd have time, but I did not. Like with 7th and 8th grade, I thought maybe I'd have time for them to create their own body percussion thing, and we just didn't get to it. Yeah. Uh, Between me getting to know them and doing some other things, and we did a peace circle, and we'll talk about that next podcast episode. Um, So we did boob snap clap. I also did something that we learned from our friend Diane, who is a music teacher in our district, on the Jump Start, where Carrie and I presented a couple of songs and games. Diane also did the Addams Family Cup Game, fine, which is like a cup game and something I hadn't ever seen before, where you're just uh, tapping triple tita, grab pass, pass. triple tita, grab pass. pass, triple tita, triple tita, triple tita, <laughs> grab. pass. Pass, excuse me, in my stuttering.
0: Tra instead of ta.
1: Tra instead of ta. <laughs> well, and it was interesting because when I, and I've never taught this before. Yeah. So, you know, that was me going out on a limb. Hey, I don't know you. Here's a game I've never taught. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but it worked really well. We kept backing it up and they were having trouble saying triple Tita and I slowed it way down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, okay, how can we make this easier? And with the older kids, always remember you can ask them. You don't yeah. have to give them the answers. They should have a lot of, a lot of times they have ideas of how we could make this easier. How can yeah. we make it so that we all get this? Yeah. And so, one of the kids was like, well, "Why don't we just go da 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 da?" And so, of course, we did. Yeah. Right. So we had already done it slower. Um. And I know when Diane taught it, she went da 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 da, and then you grab the cup in front of the kid to your left.
0: Yeah, you're grabbing your the next cup. That yeah. seems way more. Complicated I did not do too. that. I
1: did. We tap on the cup. Tap, 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 tap. And then we grab that same cup. And then pass And I it. said, grab, pass. Da-da-da-da. Grab, yeah, pass. Da, that da, 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 seems da. to make yeah. more sense. And then during the verses, during da 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 we just grab, pass on the macro beat. Yeah. Uh, you know, I should film us. Um, I'll try to make a little yeah, video.
0: They would probably get excited about that oh. too. Have the
1: kids doing that. Cool. So, yeah, that's what I did is some, again, like you were saying, let's see if we have any kind of beat skills. Let's see if we have any kind of rhythm skills. That's the boom, clap, snap, boom, boom, clap, snap, clap. And yeah, that was not
0: as as intimidating maybe as putting singing right in front of them.
1: Right. right I did not start hand signing that with them and like, let me hear your domey. So let's build some triads. No, Mm -hmm. we didn't do that. Now it's time for us to revisit that segment that we lost during the summer. The Work Smarter, Not Harder so teacher tip. were not tip. smart
0: in the summer. No, because
1: during the summer, there's Other nothing. Other than wear
0: your sunscreen.
1: Wear that sunscreen. <laughs> now, what is your Work Smarter, Not Harder teacher tip, Carrie? Well,
0: mine is related to the summer because this was one of my summer goals that um, I'd say I'm about halfway there. So one of my goals was to go through all of my presenter notes that I've gotten from workshops and conferences. Like ever Ever, because they I, and you just... finished this job. Okay, well, hold okay. on. Okay, all right, all right. They ended up, you know, in a giant pile in my closet, and yeah, I was getting to the point where I was like, I think I learned that from so-and-so, but then filtering through it. So it was, I mean, aside from just, I'm going to take all of these handouts and three-hole punch them and put them in binders alphabetically by the name of the presenter, Mm -hmm. more to it was I'm actually going to look through them and look for those gem songs that are not already in my folk song collection that I know I want to try to use this year right away. So Freddie Oka, for example, Mm -hmm. I had learned from Aileen Miracle, that workshop, thought, oh, that's a great little song. That was like two years
1: ago. Yeah. But
0: I I never implemented it right away. And if I don't implement it right away, then it gets lost in my brain. I understand, yes. And then if it's not in my actual, so this is where I'm getting into nitty gritty with like, Code I inspired people. When you create your folk song collection and you've got those songs, and then you go to write your concept plans, I'm using songs from my collection. Yes, I'm going through my retrieval, pulling songs from my collection. And you're not
1: going to use song from a random workshop exactly. unless it's in your collection. Exactly, it's
0: got to get to my collection. So this comes to the point of what I did was was I created a spreadsheet I, that had two pages. And one page was just a database of all of the workshop notes. So last name presenter, where and what year the workshop was, and what the topic was. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of refer back to that. It's just like a little database for me to make sure
1: Well, now where that did the hard copies live?
0: In in binders. So I didn't like take PDFs. This is just like for me, just to be like, Oh, I remember there was a worksheet by Alien Miracle, but I've been to more than one of her workshops, so let right, me right. go back and find it. So that's just a simple thing. But then even more importantly then, there was a second page in that same spreadsheet, and I just did on Excel, of all the songs that I want to, haven't done yet, but I want to, like analyze and put in my folks on collection so that they're then there because I knew there was no way I was going to have time this summer to actually do that step Uh but what I did was I listed the title where I could find it so whose notes or what workshop packet I could find it in so later on I can easily find it so throughout the year my goal is then to take a couple songs each month or as I'm actually using them in the classroom I'm actually Adding them to my collection in an official wow, capacity. Wow, that is impressive. And then adding it, therefore, to my but you
1: And you just picked out the ones that...
0: Yeah, so, like, you know, they're in any given workshop, it's not that they're not awesome songs, but a lot of those are already in my collection. Right. So it's just the ones that are, like, new to me, or like, oh, yeah, that was really great in that workshop, but I never actually did that with kids. Mm -hmm. Now I'm actually going to do it with kids. What a great idea. Yeah, so that's just... It's just a running list for me of these are the songs that I want to add to my collection so I can add them. And then... Getting you know fancy like Tanya mentioned in one of, I think it was last podcast work smarter not harder is doing all the hyperlinks. Oh yeah. So now that I'm adding songs to my collection, I'm doing so. I use Sibelius for uh-huh. my notation, and then once I've got it a hard copy, well hard copy electronically as far as like a PDF or uh-huh. whatever, then in my retrieval in my folk song retrieval. Then I'm creating that hyperlink that goes back to the song notation-wise. So basically, I'm just cleaning up and slowly but surely just cleaning up my collection and getting more things electronically. But the the point of the work, Smarter Not Harder, is when you go through those presenter notes to make a running list somehow for yourself of these are the songs or activities that I really, truly want to commit to trying this year – and I know that I don't have time to sit there and, you know, analyze them all now. I can go back to that later because I've got this list now and I know exactly where can to I, find can it. Can I
1: ask you a follow-up? Yeah. What about your concept plans?
0: Oh, so then I'm adding, yeah, I'm changing them to my concept plans. Okay.
1: Go to. Just just wanted to hear that part.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So once they go into my folk on collection and they're in my retrieval, then when I'm updating my concept plans, I can sort by, you know, whatever. Right, right. But then I'm also like, so in my concept plan, I'm also just going in and like, I have a little section of my concept plan that just says like other ideas. And I'm like throwing titles of songs in there, like uh-huh. to be considered for right, okay. later. So that's another place too.
1: for your consideration. For
0: your own consideration. Will I make Carrie. the concept
1: plan? Says the yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I mean, it's just a silly thing on an Excel sheet. No, but, but that's it's great. It's working for me. It's the system is working well for is, me. And
1: that is, yeah, because when you go to these workshops, You really want to get the best, the most. Yeah. Most bang for your buck. Yeah. So you might love it at the time, but then like totally forget it. So this is a very smart thing. If I were a starting out younger teacher, I would start, do if you start doing this now, now then if we, you're within yeah. your first five years of teaching and you start doing this now, what an awesome
0: thing. Well, and if you haven't made your folk song, like I'm going at it from, okay, I've already made my folk song collection and these are things that I want to add to it. But if you haven't created a folk song collection, but you mm-hmm. think that you will be taking levels soon, you already have like a running list of, oh, and then add that column of like, what concept is do I think this would be good for? So right. if you're at the workshop and you're like, Wow, what a really great concept for half note, you know, or something. Well, depending on the workshop, note, the the, the presenter probably going to tell you exactly. But yeah, regardless, then you've got those songs that you can later go to. And fix. Now to answer your question that you first asked me, did yes. I do this for everything? I did this for all of my paper handouts. Wow. I still need to go through all of my electronic, like the guidebooks from the OAKU oh conferences. My God, yeah. So mm. there's still much more to be done. As well as my binders from past OAKU conferences. Uh-huh. As well as our state music head conferences. Yeah. I know there's still gems hiding in there, obviously. So See, I haven't so I would say I'm about half That's pretty
1: way impressive there. though, because when I just think I, and I've got I've got three very large binders yeah. just of workshops I've been right. to. Right. And, and sometimes I've I've teared out like state conference things or yeah. oak things specifically. Yeah. And I don't have a spreadsheet or anything. I just have them in there with dividers, yeah, you know, with tabs under the presenter name. And
0: so then that's requiring you to remember, oh, I remember I learned this really great song from so-and-so. I
1: know, but that, that's where that's I'm usually struggling. How I, I mean That's usually how I remember it. I'll go I'm, like, oh, Christopher taught us this. It's starting to become fuzzy
0: for me. It really is. And yeah. especially because then you get different versions of the same song. So it's like, oh, I really liked the version or the specific gamer activity that so-and-so did. Mm -hmm. So I might have that song in a book even, like, that I own. But if I don't go back and refer to that one activity that so-and-so did, then I'm not going to remember. So anyways, just it's what's working for me. No, that's awesome. Yeah. So now for our CODA section, where we each give a personal or a professional recommendation. So Tanya, what do you have for us today? Oh,
1: well, I'm actually going to be professional today. Oh, nice. And I'm going to give you a professional recommendation that maybe you have heard about this book. Uh, Hopefully you have. And it is a book called Classroom Management for Art, Music, and PE Teachers. And even if you've been teaching for a very long time, like I have, um, there's still some great gems there are some great ideas that you can implement in your school right away it's perfect for the beginning of the school year what i really also appreciate is that this um this teacher michael linzen he also has written a book called dream class which is an excellent book and he has a newsletter too and his newsletters are i subscribe to his newsletter and it's always very helpful information and little reminders Mostly about classroom management. But what I really appreciate about him is that he taught in the classroom for years and years, and then he went and became a physical education specialist. Okay. And so, and that's just like our PE teacher right. that me and my husband teach with. She was in the classroom for 14 years, teaching fifth grade. And then she decided to like go with her passion, which is fitness and health, and and now she's our PE teacher. Okay. And she has always been, you know, ever since like the past three years, since she has joined our team, she's like, I had no idea how different it is. Yeah. And he says the same thing. He he acknowledges, okay, I I was a classroom teacher. I thought I've got this classroom management on lock. I'm I'm there, and he said, but it's so different. Right. Now that I'm teaching PE, and he just gives some fantastic ideas. About, you know, I'm, I'm going to look through these chapters. Uh, part one, leverage and influence. Part two, routines and procedures. Part three, listening and following directions. Part four, rules and consequences. Part five, bad days and tough classes. Part six, <laughs> final thoughts. Anyway, so it's a really good um, little manual to start your year off. If you want to make sure that, you know, you want to work harder. Sorry, work smarter, <laughs> not harder. <laughs> Now, Yikes. well, it might mean a. L- it, here's the thing: it might mean working a little bit harder during the beginning weeks, as well, far as as far as making sure that those procedures and rules and your whole classroom structure is in place. It will pay off later, but you know that. Well, okay, so uh, that's my classroom <laughs> management for art, music, and PE teachers by Michael Lindsen. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Tell us what you got, Carrie.
0: Oh, well, mine's personal. Cool. It's a book I read over the summer. I actually read quite a few books this summer. I was proud of myself. And um, this one um, I enjoyed. It's called After She's Gone by Camilla Grebe. I would assume is how you would pronounce her name. And, you know, it's a good old crime mystery novel just like I like. Yeah. Um, So if you're into that genre, you know, gone girl, girl on the train or woman on whatever that one's called sharp object. somebody on the train um, yeah oh yeah like all of those the, books. Cabin, the cabin 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 10, 10 woman in cabin yes, 10 yeah. um yeah i mean so I, i'm plowing through all of those so this one is similar it is set in oh gosh is in norway i think it's norway um and it's just a great little crime thriller so if you're interested in that type of genre of book after she's gone by camilla Grebe. It was a good book, and it had a good uh, twist of an ending. Don't tell, don't tell. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, Well, yeah, no, of course I wouldn't tell what it is. Maybe I shouldn't have even told that there's twist. There's always a twist, though, so, I mean, come on. That's not (laughs) shocking. Um. But, yeah, it was a good book, and I liked it. All right. We've got a little extra segment for uh, this little section of the year, August into September, that we're calling Shameless Plugs. Yes,
1: because we are shameless. We
0: are shamelessly plugging ourselves. We both have a busy September, September Tanya especially. Yeah, September's um, going to be We have lots busy. of things, and if you're in any of these areas, um, hopefully you'll come and say hello.
1: And all of these will be listed on the show notes on the blog.
0: Yeah. So. All right. So you okay. first, Tanya.
1: September 7th, I will be in Grand Junction presenting for the Rocky Mountain West Orph Chapter in Grand Junction, Colorado. This is
0: Grand Junction, Colorado. Yes, yes. Grand okay. Junction, Colorado. Just in case there's other Grand Junctions out there, I don't know.
1: Yes, and um, I'm sorry. Like, I think last time I gave the wrong information um, about what the title of, of it is, but it is um, Singing Games to Jumpstart Your School Year. Yeah. So it is just going to be a lot of like wonderful things that start off the school year musically, successfully with your classroom of kids. Go, go, right. go. So that's fun, September fun, fun. 7th.
0: Yeah. Great then injection. the following weekend, September 14th, Tanya and I will be presenting together at the Kern County Music Educators Association Fall Conference, which is in Bakersfield, California. So if you're anywhere in that area, we're going to present for a couple hours. And, again, songs and games to jumpstart your school year. We yes. just want to give you lots of really lots great and lots fun and lots of wonderful songs things. and games, dancing, um, that's just engaging and fun, especially for the beginning of so the year. So if you're in
1: Bakersfield, California, or nearby, look for Come say, say that. hello.
0: Okay. All right. And then you will have something the next weekend. September
1: 21st, I'll be in Arizona at the um, Arizona Kodai chapter, doing music literacy for all songs, games, manipulatives, and assessments in the music classroom. I'm super excited to see those folks. They are a fun chapter. Yeah. Um, And then September 28th, the following weekend where will you be Carrie?
0: I will be right here in Colorado. I will be in Fort Collins um, at the Colorado State University campus. I am presenting a session for Rocky, the regional organization of Colorado Kodai educators. Titled, Keep Them Engaged, Student Engagement and Classroom Management in the Elementary Music Room. Oh, and we're going to be wanting to hear about that
1: in late September.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's a full-day workshop. And um, if you are in the Colorado area or even southern Wyoming, um, it's not that far to Fort Collins. Because it's Fort Collins. Yeah, and Fort Collins is a lovely place to be, so come on over. Now, I
1: will not be there, unfortunately.
0: Because she is also presenting. Because I
1: will be in Oklahoma on September 28th, that Saturday, doing musical intentions, incorporating mindfulness, and including scaffolding in the Kodai classroom. So that is for the Oklahoma Kodai educators awesome and i'm just thrilled to be with them and to do some mindfulness because by the end of september we might need it i'm gonna be needing the mindfulness we all
0: need it all the time uh, we need
1: it all the time yeah. yes
0: so if you are in any of those areas on any of those days be sure you come and say we hello would love and we'd to love to say to hello you. yes
1: We've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Show notes can be found at Teaching Music, Tanya's Kodai Aspiring Blog. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram. Just look for Music Teacher Coffee Talk.
0: If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing, writing, and leaving us a review on iTunes. It really does help other music teachers find this podcast. Next time, we will be talking about building relationships in the music classroom. Oh, yes. Really creating that buy-in with your students to create a successful year. So until next time, this is Carrie And
1: this is Tanya, wishing you happy musicing.